Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Corona Coral, the isolation podcast. My name is Samira Rahim. If you follow my Instagram, um, check me out over there at This Is How I Look. My Twitter is This Is How I Talk. And this is the pod, uh, kind of made out of necessity for a time where we're feeling quite alone. And sometimes you are movied out and musicked out and you just want to hear somebody talking to you. Something soothing, yet entertaining, but not really jarring. So I tried to make this podcast that place for you. And I'm, I'm learning the whole thing as I'm going along. So please be gentle with me. I really appreciate all the returning listeners. I only thought I'd be talking to myself on this pod. So just to get the messages that you guys are listening and things are coming up for you is really amazing. Uh, today we're having really bad weather in the quarantine Uh, which is crazy because it kind of threw off my jog. I can run through a light drizzle, but this is looking like, okay, big dollops, big Forrest Gump rain, child. I ain't got no time for it. So I took it pretty easy this morning, and I thought, you know, I always do the pod after I've done my whole process, pray, meditate, take to space, clean up, etc., jog, uh, do my stretches. But today I was like, I'm feeling it. I'm kind of imperfect today and I think that I need to document that time of not always being militant and not always being on my schedule and still being real about sticking to this pod because what I didn't know when I was doing a little research about podcasts in general is that most podcasts are actually cursed at about a seven episode cap. So most of your favorite podcasts that get started, they made it past seven episodes, right? Like some of those popular ones are probably on their like 400th 400th episode by this time. But it's actually really hard for an up and coming podcast to make it over that seven episode mark. So when I heard that and heard that it was kind of like a joke within the community, I really had to commit myself like, child, you got to figure out, you got to brainstorm, you got to find innovative ways to make this fun and interesting and new but we are making it past that seven episode mark child I mean this was supposed to be honestly just a small kind of series for us to get through this quarantine but as we are looking at our news and looking at our media we don't know how long or how short this is going to be and in the vein of trying to be more committed to the craft and committed to creation I'm going to try to tap in and be as consistent as I can with this. That being said, I am a Sagittarius. If you have Sagittarius in your life, you know consistency in us is a a double-edged sword. (laughs) So there's that. Um, But today, I kind of had a a slow day and I watched Scarface, Al Pacino's Scarface, which is crazy because I have not seen it before, which is insane to be my age and just to be kind of like an American moviegoer or movie lover or Al Pacino fan or all the things and I've not seen this iconic movie so I was like you know what today I want to watch Scarface I want to know what all the hype is about because it's one of those movies that I've seen so much I feel like I know it like we've all seen the memes like say hello to my little friend or like the gif of Michelle Pfeiffer dancing in the dresses or like the side by sides of um, a lot of your favorite starlets in Michelle Pfeiffer-esque dresses. And I kind of just understood the whole aesthetic of the movie, kind of the plot. But when I watched the movie, I realized I did not know the plot at all. And I was just like, let me see if I can get something out of it. This kind of is in the vein of what we talked about in our last pod about trying to filter the things that you bring in right now and how I don't necessarily disagree with that fact. But I think that if you are somebody of a certain consciousness, 
you can read the messages through the gore you can read the messages through the way that the artist delivered and sometimes even through a trap song or a crazy bang bang shoot 'em up movie you might find a whole message about the law of attraction or a whole way of thinking or, or maybe the character's vice is a vice that you also share and you want to overcome that so in this scarface movie i found a lot of things that were quite interesting to me so one thing that i thought was crazy about the whole movie was that and i just tweeted it was that i have never seen a gif of the character gina now spoiler alert if you haven't seen scarface scarface has a sister named gina right and she's like this girl with an afro she's supposed to be like afro latina we assume i mean the mom is spanish but she clearly has a whole afro child and she looks nothing like al pacino and she's gorgeous like i guess he had not seen her in years and she had blossomed into a beautiful girl now in all of my recaps of scarface and in knowing the movie from just like hearing the hype i had always seen pictures of michelle pfeiffer it was always Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer. So I had always in my head thought bad bitch, Michelle Pfeiffer. Dumb things was, was synonymous. You know, if you want to be a bad bitch, you need to be on your Michelle Pfeiffer. But if you actually watch the movie, Michelle Pfeiffer's character in her heart, I mean, she's bad. Like she got all the stuff and things, but there's nothing really groundbreaking about the character. She's kind of always sad. She's on drugs. She's very very pessimistic and kind of a downer so in the movie there's parts where i was like okay i'm kind of over it like i don't know this is not my type of little gangster movie where they don't get you know like it's all fly and flashy you don't really see al pacino in his girl together it's kind of like he takes him from, from his boss and then they they just live together they're like husband and wife but the whole time they're unhappy she's miserable she's making snide comments and you kind of just have to focus on the fact that she's extremely well dressed now the character gina on the other hand is kind of personified as like the good girl gone bad um her character has a lot more depth she has like a love interest who tony spoiler alert ends up killing um which ends up becoming this whole twisted ending that secretly tony was fantasizing about his sister which is crazy a crazy like but i remember the scene where you see tony and gina meet you low-key be like mm, why are you touching his sister like that and sidebar this also showed me like why it's so good to watch well done movies because now we're entering in the age of there's a lot of great movies out there y'all but there's also a lot of shit movies out there movies where the producers are just hiring somebody because they're a star and this is no hate because i love it all but you know you'll just see like it'll be a, it'll be a period piece and there'll be actors who's extremely popular but they're literally talking like 2016 in what's supposed to be 1940s time period or 19 or even 1800s or whatever so i felt like this movie was so well done in the sense that in the sense of nothing was a mistake because i feel like in a lot of the new movies i pick on actors will make mistakes that go against the story for example like you'll see a girl like look like she flirted in the scene but you're like that's weird why would she be flirting with her brother that's not that's not how i touch my brother and then it's just like an actor mistake in the movie the plot goes on they never re revisit that and you're just like maybe the actor was just on that or maybe the actor just interpreted the lines in that way this movie was crazy because it literally nothing was done without intention so that little bit of uncomfortableness you feel when you go visit a sister even though you brush it off literally in the last scene it all comes to a head because she's like you want to fuck me tony fuck me also i'm so sorry if there's young listeners because this is very graphic i'll put a warning on this particular pod um so it was just like it, it was really crazy so i'm sitting here thinking i'm like wow the, the actress who played gina was gorgeous 
I mean, her character had depth. She kind of is the star of the movie, being that she is the kind of downfall of Pablo in a sense. I mean, everybody kind of played in his downfall, including himself. But I just, I started to wonder, like, it's so crazy how media and how actresses and colorism and all these things come up when I watch this because I have never seen a gif of Gina. I've never seen that. First of all, I've never seen the clip of, of, of that actress. Okay. And it's not like she's only in ha like a little bit of the movie. She's in the whole movie. So it just doesn't make sense to me why she isn't as sensationalized as the blonde banged Michelle Pfeiffer. And don't get me wrong, baby. I love me some Michelle. So this is not a, this is not a dig at that. It's just more of a dig at the whole institution that runs what we find beautiful and what we make our starlets because I I mean both like they're no, none of these characters by who they are in profession let's just put this out there should be made icons. They all did horrible things. They worked in horrible you know hor however you want to put it. They all were not people who were stand-up citizens or should be considered role models. So at the end of the day, when people love Michelle Pfeiffer, or love Pacino in this movie, they're loving Pacino as this person. They're loving the they're loving the costume, they're loving all that. So it's 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 more about the sensationalism of it. They get blown up. And I just feel like overall, as far as an arc of performance, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer's character literally has like one little mini blow up in like the restaurant and like dips out. But meanwhile, we see the sister have like a whole journey from being this sweet little girl to like killing her brother or trying to kill her brother. So I just think that it's it's just kind of crazy, you know, and I, and I couldn't help but wonder if colorism had anything to play you know with the way that the media covered the actress was she not pushed as a star you know and it just at this moment made me realize you know we're in the time now where thank god we make our stars we post them we make fan pages we retweet them we support them and with that responsibility i think we have to be very keen to who we choose to lift up in projects because What does it really say about what we're consuming? If we're not consuming the person's talent or the time they put in, if we're, just if we're just consuming what the machine is trying to convince us is beautiful, then we're just regurgitating robots. And so, pardon me, but, and so in the vein of trying to ingest this entertainment and try to think bigger this all could be just the walls closing in on, in on me because it's a goddamn quarantine y'all i could be just like overthinking everything but hey we are now in about week two so i'm scared to see what my mind will be doing in a week from now but y'all be here so i don't know if i'm just i don't know if i'm reaching um on this topic but i definitely felt like that was something that made my eyebrow go up i've never heard of this actress i've never seen clips of her but every time i see uh, a like bad bitch curated aesthetic tumblr page it's 12 pictures of michelle pfeiffer looking fire in the dress dancing with her shades on like gina wasn't in the movie it's absolutely unbelievable now moving on another thing that i learned from the movie sometimes i'm very good at and i, I can do this in like trap music hip-hop stuff where it's like just because i didn't have the conditions of the speaker or just because i did not go through what they did i can somehow change like the setting or the people or the circumstances and just take the core lesson to add to my life so by no stretch of any imagination am i anybody scarface but i found a lot of the lessons that he was supposed to be learning in the movie really beneficial to i think me and anybody who's like a young person trying to make their mark on this world 
um, I think that one of the, the points that first came up for me was that Pablo was not good at paying the cost to be the boss. And that was one of the things that ultimately led to his demise. Um, there's a scene where he's like talking to one of the, the bankers and maybe the banker was sleazy, but the banker was trying to make him pay a higher premium to wash the money. He didn't want to pay it. He ends up going with some Jewish guy and the Jewish guy sets him up on camera laundering millions of dollars. Now, this is not something that we ever have to go in, but let's say we take it to more of a domestic level issue. Maybe you have to get your LLC. Maybe you have to invest in the proper dancewear or the proper hardware or the proper cameras for your lifestyle to take your career to the next level. Really often we know, like, okay, I'm a photographer. I know that that Canon, I know that that Nikon costs this much, but you know what would be cooler if I just got the less than one, didn't really invest in myself, cut a few corners, and then you ended up hating the, the thing you got, wasting way more money going around your mistake, not practicing true abundance law, and ending up basically shooting yourself in the foot and having to still go back and get the Nikon camera. So I feel like essentially there was like a bit of a lesson of just abundance and also being humble enough to take lessons from people. You know, we all are going to have a time. My mom says, everybody get a time, baby. Everybody get a time. Everybody get a time to be up. Everybody get a time to be down. But even when you're up, I think that's when it's the most important time to be humble and to be listen and to listen and to tap in, and to sometimes you know pay the cost to be the go- to be the boss. If it's about your protection and it's about your freedom, sometimes it's just better off to just let somebody feel like they had the overhead on you. Now I'm saying don't not watch your numbers or or just get totally played. But if you know that this is fiscally an investment in your career, that's like me being a model and just saying, you know what? I'm actually not going to ever invest in my book. I'm actually going to just not wear heels to any castings and just wear Jordans and just hope that I will get enough money to buy heels. And you can go about it that way. But you're going to end up circling back and realizing that you were better off just buying the heels before. Or you were better off just investing your book from the jump because you got the money right back. So I think that that was just a really interesting kind of topic on the whole idea of abundance and being not being afraid to invest in yourself and not being ever don't ever be too big headed to think that you cannot be protected and you cannot be advanced by that incentive. I think sometimes when we get a little bit of a little bit of power, a little bit of money, a little bit of something, everybody starts looking like a stranger. And the walls start closing and you're like, I don't know if I can trust you, I can trust you, I can do the cheaper, I can do the cheaper, because you get addicted to the thrill of getting more. So you try to cut, 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 cut. But some things just shouldn't be cut. For example, my little t shirt I got, my little my body shirt. It's a non negotiable that the shirt has to give to the charity which I love. It's a non-negotiable. It's a non-negotiable that the clothes have to be made in a sustainable way from factory to to um, delivery. Non-negotiable. Now, if I was to go back on my word and say, you know what? I want to cut out this charity. I want to cut out the sustainability profit, you know, and do something kind of shady like that. Well, then it, it doesn't really protect the people who've invested in me, like, like it doesn't, it doesn't protect the brand. It doesn't protect the students who are depending on this. It doesn't protect the school. And it just, it, it really is just me going for the greed. You know what I'm trying to say? So I thought that was a really interesting topic. Like, you know, we all hear like money is the root of all evil type thing. And I don't necessarily agree with that because I'm, you know, one of those non-denominational people who believe that life is abundant and therefore you are abundant. But I think that there is some truth to that.
now moving right along. I also think that one thing that was very interesting about the movie is the the closing scene when he's very off deck and he is pretty much cut off everybody in his team and he's irate and he's projecting. He's projecting his stuff. He's then cut off his friend and cut off his this and cut off that. And I think one of the most amazing shots of the movie is like him in a daze, you know, high as hell. And, and, and he was always rant, bragging about the security system that he has in, in his room. Like, oh, I can watch the whole property. Girl, why is his back turned to all the security cameras? He in such a daze. He in such resistance. He in such resentment. He did not even turn his head 80 degrees to see that the whole mansion is being taken over. Everything you work for is coming to a freaking halt. And you got the bird's eye to see everything. But you're still stuck in your resistance. You're still stuck in your now. You're still stuck in your anger. That you can't figure it out. And I think, once again, taking this totally out of the context of of Scarface, we can put this in the context of your grocery store. When we focus, we've all been there. My dad was really old before he passed. Um, that's not, not, not laughing at my dad passing, laughing at the fact that he was always old my whole life, which means he came with a lot of wisdom and a lot of depth. And one thing he would always say when he would see me get mad when I couldn't think was, baby girl, I see you letting your brain lock on you, your brain locking, you letting your brain lock. And I used to hate when he said that. I'm like, wow, how can one person literally be so annoying? Like, you know, when you're a teenager. And then I grew up and I finally heard what he was saying. And it basically spoke to the fact of when we are challenged, when we're mad, when the shit hits the fan, it's two different type of people. It's like people that sit in the anger and the anger blinds them. I mean, they can't even think, they can't see, they can't stand. They have given the, the anger all of their energy. And then there's people who still look at that damn camera. Who don't let that shit stop them up. And I'm not saying that in the movie, in the plot, his, his end was not inedible by a certain point. Because he had done so much dirt at that point. But just to see that he was so off deck. Because of conditions, which is what we've been talking about a lot on this podcast. He was so off deck because of the conditions that he didn't even notice the incoming harm. So in this time of isolation, in this time of quarantine, I challenge you to not be Tony Montana. Is that his name? I might have totally made that up. But I challenge you not to be Scarface at the end of the movie in a daze with a pile of resentment or vices or distractions or low, vibe, low frequency thoughts having you in an almost hypnotic daze as encroaching danger is approaching right behind you. I challenge you to not let any of the conditions, no matter what they be, take so much of your energy that your mind locks on you. At this time, about 90% of us, our bodies are locked, honey. We can only go to the store. That's the new kick it spot, okay? It's really in your crib. You can work out a little bit if you want to, but we all feel the effects of what's happening. So the truth is, our mind is all we have right now. 
And I think really that's what the movie plays on because the law of attraction is clear through the movie. I mean, he gets everything he says he wants. He gets the tiger. He gets the girl. He gets the house. He gets the name. And you will get everything you put in your vortex of desire. But when I mean everything, I literally mean everything. Because he also got like every other thing he said which haunted him and made him paranoid and led to ultimately his demise. So in this time, just be very careful of what you let cross your frequency and what you let cross your mind. And I'm just saying these things out loud to a damn phone on a makeshift podcast because to be honest, y'all, I've been needing this stuff repeated to my damn self. Okay? Because it's real easy to talk the talk, and I walk the walk. And sometimes speaking the, speaking the word out, even to a friend or to a family member or shoot, to a podcast that maybe only a small amount of people listen to, will make you feel like somebody is holding you to that frequency. Somebody is holding you to that new idea of yourself. That you don't have to be locked up. Just because the country on lockdown don't mean you got to be on lockdown, Okay. So keep your love locked down. It's like that Kanye song. And y'all know I am not with the Kanye right now. But keep your love locked down. Okay? Don't don't be just giving your love away and killing yourself and running out of light and love when you need it most right now. This is the time where you need to charge up. So I just want to make sure that everybody is checked in and having a good time. So we talked about on one of the re- on one of the podcasts that I've been having this kind of stack of history books about uh, iconic women throughout the times. And one of the books that I thought was really interesting was the reading from a goddess named Kali, the mother of the universe. And her meditative thought I thought would be really useful on this podcast and it is I release all that doesn't serve me. It is time to be the truth of who I am. I release all that doesn't serve me. It is time to be the truth of who I am. She's a warrior. She's holding the head in her hand and a sword in the nether. Right now, it's time for us to purge ourselves in a very conscious way of what doesn't serve you in this next phase of life. Whatever this incubation is, this is your cocoon to become the butterfly of your soul. So use it wisely. Don't be in your cocoon all cramped up and thinking bad thoughts because, honey, you're going to come out as a crusty little butterfly. I need you to get that big monarch energy. Heard you, heard you. Because we don't know what the incubation is going to be, but it's going to be the perfect amount of time for you to get right. Or get all the way wrong. Because in this life, we have choice. We know that. We know we have choice. So we're going to take the choice and we're going to stand in the choice to grow and to move and to shift. Even in the what? What do we say every episode? The illusion of quarantine. And I know you're like, gosh, Sam, how can you always bring everything back to me? Well, it's your life. And even though it might not feel like it right now because you're like, how can it be my life? I can't even do what I do that makes me happy. Once again, 
we might have to rearrange what makes us happy. It's like the movie says, honey, Scarface, the world is yours. And you can harness it from inside your living room. You can harness it in your meditation. You can harness it within because it's already within you. So let's just say you do have to incubate. And this world might look a lot different when we get back into it. There might be different resistances and also different opportunities. We're just speaking light on it. Are you going to come out ready? Are you going to come out shinier and read up and sold up and recipeed up? Sorry, guys. In the middle of that pod, I got a crazy phone call, but that's all I really had to say on that. I guess we'll just title this episode The Sanctuary in Scarface, The Scarcity in Scarface. I don't know. I'll brainstorm on it. Something with Scarface and like a spiritual word. The Sanctity of Scarface. Ooh, there it goes. Well, in the honor of the Sanctity of Scarface and just in the honor of keeping a tradition, we are going to do a closing prayer on this episode because I think it just ends the episode with a great vibration. God, Mother Spirit, Father God, we come to you as humbly as we know how, knowing that all is good right here and now. We are so thankful for the love, for the joy, for the creative intelligence, for all the displays of human passion in this time. I'm so thankful for the ideas that we are all having and the collective consciousness that is gathering in this time. And so very thankful for all the innovative ways that we're finding to connect and entertain and heal each other in this time. I know that where each and every one of our listeners are, spirit is surrounding them, holding them, loving them, knowing them. And so it is. Thank you, guys. Same time tomorrow? All right. Love you. Bye.